This is my podcast, Our Future, Our Voice, and I'm your host, Lydia Serprana. Thank you guys for tuning into another episode. I know it's been quite a while since my last episode. I just had some things going on and then some ideas that just fell through. But when this pandemic came up, I just decided I wanted to start the podcast again because so many people were going through such dark times that people really needed to understand that they weren't the only ones. So today's topic is something that not only affects myself, but also many, many others, mental health. Mental health can be a tricky subject in today's society. Until about two years ago, I honestly really didn't even know what mental health was. Then when I did learn, I got the impression that it was something that you had to hold back and you can't tell people because that's a problem. Um, it felt to me as if having a, mental, uh, having a mental issue was a really bad thing and you can't talk about it. I don't know if it's because I just have gotten older, heard more things about it, had more educational training on the subject, but it is a really big topic in today's society. The education that is surrounding mental health is severely lacking. So many, and so many in school districts as well. And that's where it starts, is in the younger generations. And if you don't fix the problem and normalize the problem in the roots, it's just gonna keep, they're just gonna keep struggling. I personally have struggled with mental health and that is why I've been sitting on posting this episode or not. Or not. It is taking a lot out of me to even just say some of this stuff out loud. Um, I felt like I needed to post this to show others that they are not alone. There's always a brighter place for them and people do go through the same things as them. There was a time in 2019 where I was seeing a therapist for a whole nother reason, but just talking to her about certain things just made me feel like it was happening all over again. As if I was reliving the past, but from a different perspective. So while going to therapy, I just felt ashamed and never wanted to leave my house to really do anything. At that time, I had also been told I couldn't finish off my cheer season due to tearing my meniscus a second time. So essentially, I felt like I wasn't a part of a team that I invested so much time into. And I was really just starting to feel like an outsider in a lot of activities that I loved. But I know if my team would have known that, it would have been so different. Because I know they never wanted me to feel that way. It's just, I never wanted them to make make them feel bad, if you understand that. So I really struggle with talking about my issues. Um, It makes me feel very feel very anxious and feel very vulnerable. And I do struggle with anxieties that is definitely not helping with it. But for almost two months, I was doing nothing. I wouldn't go anywhere but school, watch practice and go home. I was eating and I just had this ligament issue with my leg. So I couldn't work out and I just felt like I had gained all this weight. And I know I didn't, but that was just the mindset I had. One day I just looked at myself in the mirror and I just broke down and cried. I just wasn't myself, I had no confidence, and I felt like all those people who wanted the best for me, I felt like I wasn't in touch with them, if that makes sense. So my mom started to notice some things that were different, and that is when she told my therapist that she thought something was going on. So my therapist then had me take an evaluation to find out that I was very depressed. All I did was sleep, eat, and go to school. The one thing I didn't want was to have to take medication because I believed I could get out of the state I wanted, the state that I was currently in. And there's so much going on with like addiction and I really did not want to ever have that problem. 
So I started journaling my days and started a gratitude journal. And I think if it wasn't for my two friends coming over unannounced about two times a week, dragging me out of the house to go do something, whether it was just go walk on the beach or take a drive through Nagshead Woods, it would have taken a lot longer for me to get out of the state that I was. I had to learn that I could only take it day by day and know that where I was at, it was going to change and I would not be in that state forever. So slowly but surely, things started to get better and back on track. And I was having goals where once or twice a week, I would go out and do something. And I started keeping my gratitude journal. And that has made such an impact in my life. And it's made me so much more grateful for my friends and family who are by my side every step of the way. And I still keep that almost a year later. And I encourage everybody to start a gratitude journal, whether you're struggling with the mental illness or not. But since then, I've just been so happy and I have been in such a better state of mind. So just know that if you're going through something like that, there are people out there who want to help you get through it. If someone doesn't reach out to you, reach out to someone. I know it can be hard, but someone will help you because there are people out there who want the best possible version for you that you can possibly be. Now that I have shared my story about being a teenager in today's society struggling with a mental illness, I want to move on to a friend of mine who is very passionate about mental health education. Everyone, this is Sammy, and she is a really good friend of mine. So Sam, why don't you start off by sharing your story and struggle with mental health? So um, everyone that knows me, I would think, knows that my father committed suicide in 2016 when I was in eighth grade. And... Um, it was a really big struggle to like cope with that. And even now it's still a big struggle to cope with that. Um, I don't think people understand the loss of it until you've been through it yourself. Yeah, I'm sure. And so with that being said, not only do other people not necessarily understand, but the people that take their lives, I don't think that they know how big of an impact it's going to be on the people that they love. Mm-hmm. And I've always said this, like, when you are in such a low state of mind, you're not thinking logically. And I've been there. I know a lot of people have been there because mm-hmm. that's just now how society is nowadays. And when they're in such a low state, they don't realize that the pain that they're going through when they do commit suicide or they do harm themselves or attempt suicide or anything in that realm, they don't realize that the pain that they're feeling is going to be pushed off to the ones that they love. So, um, do you want me to explain everything that happened? Okay. So when I was in eighth grade, um, some really bad things about my dad hit the newspaper and, My mom came home on lunch break and she had told me to not read them because they were really gruesome and they were very detailed. And me being me in eighth grade, I was nosy and I was like, (laughs) no, I'm going to read them. They're about my dad. So I read them and like she said, they were really gross and gruesome. And that probably hit the papers at about like noon to one o'clock. And then my mom came home at four and she was never home from work early ever. Mm -hmm. So I knew something was wrong and her and my grandmom just walked in the door and they were sobbing and my mom couldn't get it out. She couldn't even say it. And I just was sitting there and I like had no idea what was going on. And then my grandmother finally said that my dad had committed suicide. And 
my world literally stopped for about a split second. I'm sure. It was, I didn't believe it. Because the man that I had thought my father was, was, he he was very strong, hard-headed, stubborn. He didn't let things get to him. But I was also very young. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know him as much as. You thought you did. Right. Yeah. So, um, so then after that, it was just a mess. And I honestly didn't even know what to do. Um, I don't think anybody knows what to do in that situation. Yeah. yeah. So, I had tried contacting a couple people, tried contacting my sister, and she never answered me, but that wasn't, I wasn't surprised. But, um, so... After that, your life completely changes. I'm not even going to lie. You go for personally for me. I went through these periods where I was so pissed off. Is that okay to say? Yeah. (laughs) I was so mad at him. I didn't understand why he did it. And I think that's the one question no one will ever be able to understand is why. And I had posted something on Instagram um, not too long ago. And it wasn't, like, necessarily for my father, but I was just pretty much bringing, like, light to mental health, I guess. Uh, yeah. And I don't know why he did it, but I can understand why the thought would cross his head. Because I've been there, and I know many people have been there, too. hmm And when... I think that when you get in such a low state of mind, you don't think that there's any way you're going to be able to get out of it. Absolutely. And I don't think that mental health is talked about enough for anyone to realize that you can get out of it. And so I was just going through the stages of why I was mad. I was upset. I was, I don't even know. Like it was just, I was just flooded with motions. And so after I had coped, I guess, a little bit, um, I started going downhill. And um, I guess my dad did have depression. I don't know. I never had like a good relationship with my dad. But I felt as though there were so many opportunities he could have walked in my life mm-hmm. and been there for me. Like my wedding, when I have kids, just simple factors of that. My graduation, prom that I will now never get. And so realizing those things sucks completely. I I get that. So I, I guess I was just going with the flow, coping, dealing with my emotions day by day. But um, around, I wanna say sophomore year, my grandfather died in January. And he was, like, the father figure that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And so I did lose my dad, but I lost someone who had stepped in for me and was the father. And when I, after I lost him, I went off the deep end. It was so bad. I did not care about school. I didn't care about who I was friends with. I didn't care if I woke up the next day. And I didn't necessarily want to kill myself, but I didn't care if I lived if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so when 
I would go to school and I would just sit there and just stare at the walls and I would just like not even be listening to any conversations that were being held right in front of me and I wasn't laughing with my friends and I wasn't like picking up on things like I normally do or like making jokes and stuff like that I knew that I needed to get help and I couldn't sit there and be such like an advocate about getting help doing better for yourself Mm -hmm. like get the help that you need and not do it myself I could be a hypocrite absolutely so I had talked to my school counselor and I told her that I needed help and I didn't want to be put on medicine I get that completely yeah because I there's like Along with so many things going on in the world, addiction is one. Big one. And so I didn't want to be addicted to something. And I also didn't want to have to take something to make me feel okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also another really big thing that needs to be talked about as well in mental health. Is that it's okay to take medicines. It's okay to talk to people. Because you're only helping yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So, after I was put on medicine, things started getting a lot better. I'm not even going to lie. It really did. And so, I was really thankful. But then I would get on a high and I would be okay. Not like a high, but I would be okay for a while. And I was like, well, I don't need my medicine anymore. I'm okay. I'm doing fine. I don't want to have to take these anymore. So, then I would stop and then I would dip really back low again. And I would be right back in that state. And... I don't know, for my whole life, and I've never really talked about this, but to anyone, but I have always contemplated with suicide. Ever since I was really little, I was in second grade and I had told my school counselor that I, if you don't want to put this in there, it's okay because it's kind of graphic. No, you're fine. But that I wanted to stick a gun down my throat and pull the trigger. And it was just because of all the stuff that was going on with my parents and I hated the fighting, and I, it was just a mess, but, so then after that, I remember I was in fifth grade, and I was down here, I wasn't in Jersey anymore, and I was standing at my steps outside, and I remember just thinking about, like, walking into traffic, and I had nothing going on, like, no problems, I was in fifth grade, I had just moved down here, Everything was fine. All the stress from New Jersey was relieved and stuff like that. So what do you think made you think that? Like, do you even know? I have no idea. I don't at all. And I think that is really bizarre, but I think that it's a major key to what this world could be coming to. Absolutely. And so thinking about that really, it freaks me out. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure. A kid in fifth grade thought about walking into the highway and just walking in like like nothing would happen to me and so then after that like I said I started going downhill my sophomore year and um and I remember I would just lay on my bed and I would just watch the ceiling fan go around and around and I would literally just lay there for hours and just watch the ceiling fan not do anything not think anything just lay there And I think that is so sad. And not only just because, like, I experienced it or whatever, but, like, because I know that other kids out there definitely have felt and or are going through the same thing. So after I got the help that I needed, um, and I'm still getting help, um, I don't think I will ever not want help just because 
it has pushed me mm-hmm. far along as far as it did, and I'm really grateful for that. But I think that there needs to be a lot of things talked about, not only mm-hmm. just by kids our age, but I think when one person turns a blind eye, then everyone turns a blind eye. Yep. And I have always said this as well, and I probably always will, like I had said earlier. If you broke a bone, you wouldn't just tough it out. You wouldn't just let it heal by itself. You would go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You would get it checked out. Make sure nothing else got injured when you broke it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why something visible to the eye is any different than something that's going through your head. And I think that needs to be... Absolutely. ...brought up and talked about as well. And I don't think anything is truly going to change until it gets brought through schools and it's talked about in schools and I know schools are very like hush hush about subjects like that and brushed under the rug and that's really pathetic oh I think so too I think it's so sad because you could literally go online and search in one month how many suicides and I bet you it would calculate up to at least a quarter of the school Mm -hmm. maybe across the states across the world and I just think that's so sad in one month. One month. In a year? I couldn't even imagine a year. It's really sad. It's It should not be normalized. No death should be normalized, in my opinion. So. Well, thank you for sharing your story on yeah. it. So now I'm going to ask you some questions that go along with mental health awareness, especially with our are a true so why do you think teenagers today struggle with mental health more than any other age group i think that it's because so when i think of mental health i think of many different things it could be depression anxiety um schizophrenia Mm -hmm. many different things that go on through your brain and i think that many of them are hereditary absolutely And not only are they hereditary, but the things that you go through in your life causes your brain to work differently. And I'll be the first one to say it. I was emotionally and verbally and mentally abused, for sure. And that is why how, or that is why I think about things differently. That's why I pick up on things differently. Because I was trained to do that Mm -hmm. in my early life so I think it starts with the foundation of your home and foundations of homes now are not the same as they were at all it's sad Mm -hmm. there's drugs there's addiction there's sexual abuse there's emotional abuse there's physical abuse and when you go through things like that your mind is damaged from that Mm -hmm. and so you are not going to be reacting to things the same and that's what causes anxiety depression and from then on it gets passed down and I think that not only do things need to be changed in schools for people to cope but at home it needs to be talked about more it needs to be I guess accepted more Mm -hmm. because now this is how society is going to be like there is no turning back from it now I don't think I think that 
we have to accept it, and this is my opinion, but I think that we have to accept it and work towards helping people cope and helping people understand that it's not their fault. Mm, they didn't absolutely. choose that life. It, and honestly, I think it's parents that don't realize what they're doing to their children. And, like, addiction. Like, I don't think... And I, I get addiction is so hard to overcome and you're in your own struggle and you don't realize the things going around you. But if you have a child, why would you want them to experience that or see something like that that could then lead them to doing that? And I think a lot of times people really don't understand that they are addicted at that point. Right. Because people don't ever want to put their, hopefully, they don't ever want to put right. their children through that. Yeah. So I think a lot of times they just, like, are in such a bad state of mind they don't even realize it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And that's why I think that not only mental health, but addiction definitely should be talked about more. And just little, not little, but things in society are now changing. They are not like they used to be. And people don't want to realize that. People don't want to pick up on that. People don't care to pick up on that. And so I think that once that starts happening, it will be easier for people to realize what is going on in the world and that their voice can make a difference. And mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that one singular voice can make a difference. And it definitely can. I mean, me talking about this stuff, like, so many people talk to me about it now more than they ever have before. And I think that's awesome. And I've, I know I keep saying this, but I tell people all the time that, like, if me reaching out to you and making sure that you're okay, not even knowing what you're going through. Making sure that you're okay. Like, do you want to go for a drive? Do you want to go talk for a little bit? I couldn't tell you how many people have, like, talked to me or talked to other people about how they tell me things that they've never told anyone else and they don't feel that I judge them or they feel any uh, yeah, type definitely. of like that. Mm-hmm. And I know what it's like to need someone and not have someone. And so for me to be that someone for someone else, I would do it a thousand times over. So what are some things that our generation can do to help normalize the talk of mental health? I think... I think that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I I don't think that people are going to want to talk about it at all. People are very hush-hush about it. And I think that's a shame. I think that people need to push on it and don't stop pushing on it until it is talked about enough. And I don't think enough will ever be enough, but... I think that once people start realizing that this is a new normal, which is sad to say, it's really sad to say, but once people start realizing that it's okay to talk about it and it's not doing any harm by talking about it, then it will open up a whole new realm of things and ways, I think, for people to cope. I mean, I sit here and say that I'm so, like, get help, talk to people, 
don't be afraid. Like other people are going through a lot of the things that you have been through are going through. But I was, my mom and I went to um, this, I don't even know what it was called. It was like an organization, I guess, um, for suicide awareness. And I pulled up to there and I didn't even want to go in. And I'm so like, so what's the word I talk about it so much and yeah. I'm so like let's go do something let's let's make a difference but I pulled up and I didn't even want to go in when it's hard it's hard for you yeah. I know that from experience it's hard to walk in there and actually receive the help that you need right and so once I did it was it was is an amazing organization it was awesome we talked about everyone there had lost someone to suicide and being with other people who understand the pain is a whole different type of level of, like, talking and understanding mm-hmm. and being able to cope. And I think that everyone's story and how they interpret some losing someone is completely different. Because me, I lost my dad, but my mom, she lost her ex-husband. And so her pain is more through me because her daughter lost her dad versus she lost her ex-husband and so being able to talk to other people and being able to just the simple fact of having someone understand what I went through absolutely changes the game everything yeah yeah and so I think that when people start talking more about even like a small group through school or a small group after school or Something so little, even podcasts like this, I think this is amazing. And just so people can listen and understand that one person understands. Mm -hmm. One person knows what you're going through. And I think that the more people push on it and the more people try to get more people to talk about it, the easier it will be for everyone to start talking and start realizing that this is now a thing in the world this is not a hush hush topic it's not something to push under the rug like someone you know could be going through something and you don't even know it I personally think that our generation and then the millennials above us can understand and talk and normalize it more about mental health than the generations above us because we've been through it. We understand. Whereas for them, it was definitely not a topic that you've really talked about. It was something to be ashamed about. So I feel like we can definitely like spread that awareness and just be there for someone more. No, I, I totally agree with that. But I also think that because they don't understand the... What did you call them? The older generations. Yeah, the older generations. Um, I think because that they don't necessarily understand what we're going through or how hard it is to deal with mental health, that they don't... They, I wouldn't say they're, they don't help, but they don't... They are definitely a group that frowns upon it. And so when you're parents frown upon it you don't want to disappoint absolutely and you don't want to talk talk about it right yep and which makes it so much harder for our group to talk about it which is why people don't want to talk about it yeah definitely So. so how can we support others that have a mental struggle how do you think we should do that i think everything i've been saying just talk about it 
talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. I don't think you can go wrong with talking about something at all. And just the simple factor of talking helps people work through a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I will be the first one to say I never wanted to talk to somebody. Yeah, I understand that one completely. (laughs) I never wanted to talk to somebody. I never wanted to express how I was feeling. I always stuffed it down. I didn't want help. I didn't care. But going to someone and talking to someone changes it completely. Even a friend. Just letting them know how you feel about a certain subject or what's going on in your life releases so much stress because you're getting it out you're not stuffing it down with things you shouldn't be stuffing it down Mm -hmm. with so coming from someone who's definitely dealt with different types of those issues I found out like out of random the blue Mm -hmm. that a girl that was new to our school went through something very similar to I did Mm-hmm. And to find that out, it was like we have grown so close. Our relationship is so close. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like at 2 o'clock in the morning, like she will text me about something or she's just really upset because something came up again. It's like I can connect with her. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we feel like each other's therapists sometimes. So it's definitely yeah. good to have that person who you relate to even though you might not know them. Mm-hmm. But you definitely grow to know them. Right. So what do you think are some misconceptions surrounding teenagers with mental health struggles? I think that a lot of people think they're exaggerating completely. And I think that is heartbreaking because you have no idea what they have been through, what they are going through. The depthness of what's going on through their mind, you are not them. You don't know any struggle that they have been through because you have not walked through their shoes. For sure, you can try. You can talk to them, you can try to relate to them, but you do not know the depthness of it. And I say this all the time because, and I'm not even going to lie, and and I hate that I do this, but when talking to people, I know that I have been through a lot, for sure. And when I tell people my story, my whole story, they tell me all the time that I could literally make a movie out of it. And I, and I want to. I definitely do. <laughs> I, I could definitely do that. I would make some big bucks off that. But when I talk to people and I hear what their biggest problem in their life is or what they feel that their biggest problem in their life is, I, I for sure feel sympathy, but I get so mad sometimes because of... The color of your nail polish is the biggest problem you have in your life. <laughs> you lucked out. Mm-hmm. And I hate that I do that because... Every person's struggle is different. Right. But it's hard because one person, you have gone through a lot. And even though they might not have gone through the same amount as you... Right. They still have that issue. Right. And it's and hard to accept that. Yeah. And, and I hate that I do that and I've been trying so hard. And, like, to just... Like... Think about that I have never been in their shoes. And no matter what the issue is, if they're hurting from it, the simple fact is that they're hurting from it. And you need to help them. And I think that the more people realize that what is going on and how they're hurting, it doesn't matter what they're hurting from. It's just the fact that they're hurting and they need help. 
and they mm-hmm. are coming to you for help. And when people realize that, then I think it would be easier for them to lend out that hand and help them. And I think it would be easier for other people to talk more about things and reach out to other people for more help than just one singular person. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So do you have any last words to say about just the topic of mental health, anything we can do, and especially in our generation? Um, just pretty much what I've been saying this whole entire time. Talk, talk, talk. Please, please, please talk. Have people talk about what they're going through, the, like mental health that they're going through. I couldn't even tell you how many kids in our school that I would just walk past the hallways and just see them and I know you that notice. they're going through something. Someone, to me, when I went through something, I can, like you said, you can mm-hmm. just, you can pick out who has and who hasn't. Right, for sure. And I think that, and I've been talking to my mom and I've been talking to a few different um, ladies who run this organization and it's for suicide awareness and we're trying to get... Um, a group, a club, something in the school for suicide awareness and not just suicide because I don't want to put it around just suicide because of what I've been through, but mental health in itself. Absolutely. Um, Addiction and just things that are now becoming normalized in the world that really shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that once groups form, then people will realize and be like hey okay like maybe I can talk to them because they've been through something and they would understand more than someone else and I know people hate talking to like their parents and stuff like that so I think that somebody who has been through similar things or understands or is willing to even just listen Mm -hmm. it would make a huge difference and so That's what I'm really pushing for this year is to hopefully get something through the school for mental health awareness and stuff like that. Because it just breaks my heart that so much is getting pushed under the rug and it it really shouldn't be. Because so many things are happening around the world with not even just suicide but depression and anxiety. And and being that I have both, I understand the struggles Mm -hmm. with that every day. Like not even wanting to get up out of your bed. Like... It's it's yeah. rough. It is really rough. And I think that people who overcome that daily struggle to get out of their bed and go into the world and do things that they didn't want to do is a huge accomplishment. Strong. They're strong. Yeah, very. And I think another issue, too, is that some people are like, oh, well, she just has anxiety. But when it comes to depression, they think it's a much stronger thing right like no all of them are equal not one is more exactly. powerful than the other they all affect people differently each person's mental health issues are different from the next no one has the same correct that is and no 100%. one can process it the same right so. yeah no i agree with that completely for sure well thank you so much for coming yeah, and for sure. sharing your story with everybody thank you the most important thing i want you to take from today's episode is that mental health is not a bad thing. It is not something that will bring you down or hold you back. You may have to work a little harder at things and you may have some struggles that come up along the way, but that does not take away from the person that you are. People have so many misconceptions about these things and it's really important to get the right facts. If you or someone you know struggles with mental health, please know that you are not alone and so many people go through it. 
The National Alliance of Mental Health Issues of mental health illnesses states that one in five people suffer from some sort of mental disorder or mental disease. Sometimes you really just need to even just have a self-care day or take a mental health day to just realign all your energy so you can be a better person. You may need to take them once a week or every night by journaling and debriefing and there's so many ways that you can do it and it is different for each person. Mental health education is severely lacking in school systems and that needs to change. There's an amazing website called teenmentalhealth.org and I strongly advise people to go check it out and just get educated on this important topic that so many people are going through. And this particular website does focus on mental health awareness in um, teenagers and Generation Z specifically. So whether you think that you know someone that needs help or you just you need help yourself or want to get more educated, I really strongly advise you guys to go check that out. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode and I'll see you next time.